Peace and love, family. I am seldom seen, and this is the John Muhammad Podcast Show. And today, my guest is a brother that came out of Florida, but now lives in Michigan. Uh, he has a band called Bad Intentions, who have performed all over Michigan. They have hit songs like Welcome to the Party, Florida Man, Friday Nights, and more. This brother is now pursuing his PhD while still being a father, a husband, and a man of God. I've heard of him at different settings and venues, and now I get a chance to talk to him. So without further ado, all my fans and followers show love, for we got Jack Dropper in the building. How we doing, brother? I'm doing well, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I'm glad you came through, man. Uh, I appreciate yeah, for it. sure. I appreciate it. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll get, get it going. Uh, talk to us about your upbringing. I read a little bit about how you was coming up as a kid. He was a little bit yeah. of a troublemaker. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk, to us um, little, talk to us a little depends, bit. Depends on who you ask, I guess. Uh, yeah, I grew up uh, right outside Orlando, Florida, um, and uh, have three siblings, uh, two great parents. Um, but I was always uh, getting into something, <laughs> um, whether it was, I, you know, as a teenager, I was into skateboarding and uh played in punk bands and and wanted to be uh way more intense and cool than than I probably was uh and then uh after after getting out of sort of the skateboard scene I was playing in bands and uh I I grew up in a pretty conservative uh Christian church and uh so I wasn't drinking in high school which meant I probably got into more trouble than my friends that were drinking uh because because i was just bored all the time <laughs> right, right right um so but yeah i you know the i i got in i didn't get into too much trouble and that i was able to go to college and move up here to michigan uh and have sort of been around uh west michigan for the last let's see 14 years now nice so. nice 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 okay so i was reading where you married Yep. I don't know if it was your therapist or a therapist. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell us a little bit about that. And how did she help you kind of <laughs> deal with those, you know, young people yeah. that we all got to deal with? <laughs> I did not marry my therapist. Uh, that would be a that would be a different story and probably somewhat illegal. Uh, <laughs> okay. But my, my, yeah, my wife is a therapist. Uh, she uh, her and I met in college. Um, I actually set her up with her college boyfriend. Uh, who was my roommate. Uh, so we were good friends for five years before we, we started a date. Um, but she's great. She she was out uh, in California getting uh, her master's uh, in marriage and family therapy when we started dating. Um, yeah, it's interesting being married to somebody who's super educated about that stuff because it uh, she has, you know, lingo and, you know, research behind some of the things that she, we'll talk about. Um, but you know, as anyone would attest, like, just cause you're an expert in something doesn't mean you're, uh, always like, uh, the expert at that thing, particularly when it comes to marriage, like marriage is hard, regardless, regardless of whether you have a hundred degrees or not. Right. Um, and so I think one of the things that I truly love about Elizabeth, my wife is that, uh, she knows when, when it's time to put on the therapy hat and when it's time to put on the, uh, I don't, you know, I don't need somebody to sit and listen to me. I need someone to help me solve this problem or even just like 
when it's time to to just you know sit on the floor and have a beer with me uh yeah. which she can't do with her clients right. uh so so yeah so she's super smart and uh super emotionally intelligent in that way um which i which i really appreciate nice 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 okay so tell me about the song naomi who yeah. is it about what is it about and what uh inspired you to write it yeah so uh so naomi is is the name of, of my daughter uh she's uh a year and four months now five months now um and so uh it's a really it's a really short song uh that is the 10th song on our on our uh, our record so right before the last track mm-hmm. um and i had written it we had, we had been between a, you know had a, two or three names that we were choosing between and um when we landed on naomi i was like i, I was trying to write this other song that uh, about sort of when we get names and like that process and how weird it is that like two or one person gets to decide what we're called for the rest of our lives. Um, So I was processing that. And then when we came up, when we decided on Naomi and we were, we were, you know, 95% certain, I was like, I should, I should just put that into this song. And pretty quickly, this sort of four, two stanzas, uh, each four lines poem came out of that. And and I wasn't going to put it on the record, but I wanted to send it to the band uh so that they would know her name and know how to pronounce it and those things uh and uh and then it just felt really easy that song into the the last track of the record welcome to the party it was such a great transition between the two songs i was like we should just put this on the record and so it ended up being and even though it's you know 40 seconds long uh and there's no chorus it's just two stanzas um for some reason it, it's caught on some traction uh in in the world of spotify at least <laughs> nice 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 so talk to me about because i was reading where during the pandemic um y'all still recording yeah uh, yes which that had to been a, a pretty <laughs> difficult then because uh everybody was so separated talk to us about that yeah the you know thank thank god for the internet girls that that wouldn't right. have been a, a reality so we we had cut like maybe the first third of our record uh maybe maybe more maybe more like half of it by the time everything shut down in march of 2020 and i had demos written and stuff ready for some of the rest of it um but we hadn't gotten together to to rehearse any of those songs so yeah, so it was the last five or six songs of that record were me sitting down and playing uh, every instrument that I can I can possibly play. And um, I, I'm not a proficient drummer, so I was just taking drum loops from you know uh, GarageBand and throwing them into these tracks. And I don't own a bass guitar, so I was just tuning a uh, like using a harmonizer pedal to detune a guitar 12 steps down to sound like a bass. And I was just sending these demos to the band and because of the pandemic and, you know, at that point, nobody knew what was safe, what wasn't safe. So we were, we had two rehearsals as a full uh, with four of us out of of the six of us in the band where we were in this like uh, workspace separated by like 30 feet uh, just because nobody knew it was safe. Uh, and so we rehearsed, I don't know, two of those songs and then the rest was sort of show up and play your part. And 
we're we're a, we're a band that likes to write songs that we play live, and so doing it during a pandemic makes that a little difficult. So we were we in the studio had a day that we just did drums, and it was just me, the drummer, and our producer Jake Rye, who produced that record. Um, in you know, and we were each in separate rooms, and he was he was, and then we'd do a day where we just did vocals, or we did a day that we just did guitars, and and I know that that's maybe more typical in in you know pop music but in rock music it's it it can be a little uh to think that fragmented can make the songs feel fragmented so i'm grateful that like one my band is super talented so they know they know what i want they can uh i can articulate something that's like not super clear and they can say oh you want it like this and it'll be like yes that's exactly what i want and two to have a, a producer who can handle uh all of that uh is super helpful as well <laughs> nice 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 so I was listening to some of your music and going over your videos and stuff. And I ran across the New Holland. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about that song because it caught me because I'm like, okay, they got my man in the trunk with the mask <laughs> over your head. I'm like, this yeah. is going to be interesting right here. <laughs> so explain that video and how it went with the, uh, with, yeah. the with the song that you wrote. Yeah. So New Holland uh, is uh, a song that's about you know, I think there's there's a feeling that I had in the midst of the pandemic, and and maybe this is more universal than I, than I put on, but uh, just this this sort of listlessness of uh, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, life all of a sudden wasn't that fun, um, and you know, just hunkered down. And for me, that that brought out these bigger sort of bigger questions of is this a pandemic thing or is this uh is is this a me thing <laughs> am am i losing sort of my my vitality my my fire for life um right. and so new holland came out of that i started writing that song just trying to figure out um where has where has my spark gone um and uh yeah that that song was sort of this idea of like feeling a little bit stuck in a rut of my own life and uh i i used to live in holland michigan uh and uh very famous there's a there's a brewery out there called new holland and um i so part of it was i i kept having these conversations of like when i lived in holland i was having i felt this very aliveness and so that song is is about trying to discover uh the new holland uh in in my own self that like i can find that spark that fire no matter where i am or what the circumstances are but but rather that it could come within um so so that that video uh the the original idea was i was like i want the band to kidnap me um and i want uh me to 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 somehow get, and and we we sat down with a couple of directors who were helping us with the script and whatnot and uh we had some wild ideas at first and uh we we had an idea where there's going to be um some sort of man in a sasquatch costume that was going to be kidnapping me and then we couldn't find a sasquatch costume so that didn't work out um and yeah it, it, it we went between a ton of different ideas and eventually sort of landed on uh this video of like the band would kidnap me in this this car that we had borrowed from somebody and then uh i would steal the car back and then pick them up as they're hitchhiking um what what you can't see in that video though is that it's 
it's like 95 degrees out and I've got my whole band in denim jackets and ski masks in the middle of this, this dirt road. Uh, and man, it was, that's work right there. Easily (laughs) the worst. Yeah. Yeah. They were so, they were mad at me. And every time I asked them to do a music video afterwards, they're like, I don't really know, but, um, (laughs) so you'll, you'll find that as the music videos for our record, dad rock, uh, continue to come out. Uh, there's less and less band members in them because I think I lost their trust. Good. Good. Yeah. That's (laughs) 90 degrees and you got something over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was too much. You can go on and do these videos by yourself. Nice. Yeah. Okay. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, we follow the news, and yep. uh, unfortunately, we we're in a time where people are going up in schools and they're shooting yeah. and gunning down children. They're uh, they got no problem going in churches and gunning down believers and things of that nature. Um, no place is off limits now. Um, yeah. what's going on in our world? You think your own opinion? You're a man of God. Yeah. Um, What's going on in our world that people are becoming so angry, so filled with hate that they can go and commit a heinous act like this? Yeah, I think, you know, I think any problem like this is is multifaceted. So anyone who can reduce it to a single cause or purpose um, limits the ways that that we can solve it. Um, I think uh, I'm of the agreement of... uh, any any sort of gun reform that we can provide that can lessen the ability for somebody who's angry, uh, someone who uh, is you know doesn't have a fully developed brain <laughs> at, to go to go win within forty eight hours of turning eighteen by a, a weapon that is that is created for uh, you know a battlefield. Um, any anything like that, I think, uh, feels a little bit like uh silly that that we as a country haven't haven't figured out how to how to control that um so i think that i think that's a big part of the problem obviously you know if you you can get a gun you can get a weapon anywhere um but having the access to to uh weapons of war is 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 a different reality that uh america is pretty unique in um within the developed world so i think that's part of it i think i think there is a uh, a loneliness epidemic that goes along with this mm-hmm. of uh you know social media has 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 definitely uh made us f- uh feel like we should be connected to more people and we are less connected to people um and i think that's hard it's hard on uh teenagers it's hard on adults it's hard on kids it's hard on uh, everyone across the spectrum um but i can imagine uh as a person myself who, you know, I've, I've seen a therapist off and on for the last decade. Um, you know, I, I have never had any sort of angry or, or violent thoughts, but, but have had depressive thoughts throughout my life. Um, to be isolated in that and to not have support structures around you um, is, is a huge part as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, obviously as, as, a, as a dad, uh, it's terrifying to think about sending your kid to school um, and not necessarily having the the assurance that something like that's not going to happen in Grand Rapids, something like that's not going to happen, you know. Uh, and my hope is that, that, you know, this situation causes some real change in the way that we 
we uh you know think about what it, you know the right to own a gun and who who has the, uh that right and how do we how do we control that in some facets so that weapons of war aren't you know in in our towns uh in our near our schools or in you know in the wrong hands and so i think uh you know there <laughs> i'm not i'm not a politician so I don't, I don't know all the details of all that stuff um but i i love you know one of my favorite things uh that one of my favorite passages um is is isaiah 2 where you've got this this uh monumental thing that's happening in, in this dream that isaiah is having where uh there's there's sort of the Israelites, the faithful that are coming up this hill to 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 meet with Yahweh, and then there are the others that are coming up this hill, and you sort of think that there's going to be this declaration of war mm-hmm. that Yahweh is basically deciding, um, you know, all right, now's the time to kill off those who you know who don't agree, who don't you know abide by whatever whatever it is uh, that um, you believe is sort of the insider outsider. And and then they get up and and Yahweh sort of says uh, teaches them how to turn their spears, their weapons of war into into pruning forks and and gardening tools, hmm. um, and and I think I think as an artist, um, as 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 a Christian, I think there's there's a call in that to say, you know, let's think more creatively about uh, how we can begin to dismantle these these violent and destructive practices um, and and help, you know, angry people, depressed people, anxious people, um, violent people, whoever it may be, help them discover more creative practices in their own life, um, which is why, you know, that's part of why I love music is I think music can be an outlet for, for anybody to, to explore who they are um in the same way that other art forms can so you know as a parent as a someone who who you know mentors college students i you know i'm I'm always like find something that that you can use your creative spark in um because yeah i mean we live in a violent world and uh part part of that is is reducing the access to violent means and part of that is is helping people find things that are really life-giving in their life Nice, 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 nice. Um, I was reading where I think it happened back in the 70s um, to where they ended up passing a law or something um, to where they decided they wasn't going to allow prayer into schools anymore. Yeah. You believe that this was the beginning of what we're seeing and dealing with today with all this violence in our schools when we took God out of the school? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think uh, God's not out of the school. Um, God doesn't need us to that, to invite him to invite God's stuff into the school. God's still there. Um, okay. You can still pray in public schools. You just can't, from a position of power, um, require students to pray. Um, okay. I mean, look look no further than than anything that was happening in the 1960s uh in when we were desegregating schools in the united states uh there was violence there um and people were probably praying uh you know in one one hour um and committing violent acts against uh, their neighbor in the next hour um and so i think uh i think sometimes god asks asks us to answer our own prayers um, and so, uh, 
if you're a if you're a politician or or a teacher or a superintendent or on a school board and you keep praying for uh, violence to not come to your school, maybe God's answer to that prayer is you doing something about it. Mm, nice, nice. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think you know, as a as a Christian, as someone, you know, as I've been a Christian since early in my teenage years. Uh, I went to a public school. Um, I, I prayed in school, <laughs> um, and uh, I I don't I think that's a it's a it's a cop out uh, for Christians to say that just because we can't you know a teacher can't pray in front of the classroom means that that God's not there. Um, okay. You know the scriptures say wherever two or three are gathered, God is there. So. Um, okay. You don't need a teacher to lead something like that. Um, okay. If you're a high school student, uh, you you can you can experience the presence of God in your high school, regardless of what folks might say. Right. Nice. 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 Um, these things have been going on for a long, long, long time. Um, wars. Yeah. Fighting. You know everything that we're kind of seeing and dealing with. Um, but I get asked the question quite a bit. Yeah. Um, your opinion, the Bible speaks of the end times, the end yeah. days. Uh, do you believe that we're in those times now? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the, the, the folks that were writing the Bible thought they were in those times. Mm -hmm. um and uh folks throughout history have thought they were in those times um so it would be uh it would be a little bit uh, narcissistic for me to think that i could i could uh determine whether i was in those times when you know millions of folks before me had ha thought they were and and uh were maybe wrong <laughs> um i think i think uh the thing i love about the scriptures is that um, God continues to surprise us with who's included, um, with who, uh, is, yeah, with just, with just how much, how much love is available. Um, so folks who may be terrified of the end times, um, folks who may, may be, uh, preaching, um, sort of doom or gloom, uh, things um and maybe i'm wrong in this but but if if the scriptures hold true i think um I, i'm continually surprised by by how loving god is um and not by um how much god condemns me um and that uh in the same way that you know uh, you can tell a kindergartner like you're really bad at not sharing um it won't teach them to share. I think God, mm -hmm. God loves us into being um, who we are. Um, do, doesn't condemn us into being who we are um, and who we're made to be. Right. And so it's yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't put any time frame or prediction on any of that stuff. Uh, right. I'm sure there are, there are theologians much smarter than I that that can name that. But I think, um, I think when, yeah, when 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 that happened, when you know the age to come is on its way. Um, 
I will greet it with joy and not uh, not fear because <laughs> right. I think God is far more loving than I have the capacity to understand. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, last question. Um, man, I'm having a hard time. It's a rough day. Uh, yeah. I just feel like grabbing something and breaking it over somebody's head. Yeah. What's that one song you got? <laughs> if I can put that, if I can get to that song and put it on, yeah. it might just change my mood. Huh. Um, let me think. I think, you know, one of the songs that, that I love from our last record, um, not that it's necessarily gonna gonna get you bright and chipper, um, is is the final track on it, uh, "Welcome to the Party," um, that I wrote I wrote for my daughter. Um, I think if uh, like a week or two after we found out um, that uh, she was a she, and uh, mm. and uh, thinking about, or maybe it was, it was a bit before that, but uh, that song sort of. Uh, rips rips off of uh, this writer that I really like, Frederick Buechner, uh, who who writes that uh, essentially saying like grace is 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 God saying to us, um, the world is full of beautiful and terrible things, but don't be afraid, um, uh, and you're here because the party wouldn't be complete without you. Um, and uh, I think um, or us. A strong recognition of we live in, in a broken and harmful and violent world and we are broken and harmful and violent people um and we are beautiful and uh and loved and capable of amazing things um and therefore uh we have the decision to uh to live into to you know either of those realities at any given moment. Um, so so that the, the tag on the end of that uh, is a play on words that says, uh, remember you are so loved so you can always so love. Mm. Um, essentially saying that uh, the reality is no matter where you go, no matter how hard life gets, no matter how, uh, how exciting you think your life is or how uh, big of a deal you think you are, or how how worthless you think you are, you are you are loved, and therefore you are always invited um, to go and plant that love somewhere else. Uh, uh, and so, so yeah, that's that's a song that that uh, I really loved writing and cried a lot in the recording studio when we were recording that um, because I I you know I want my I want my daughter Naomi to to understand that that wherever she goes, no matter how hard life gets, you know. Uh, God's love, uh, my love, my wife's love, like those things don't, don't leave her. Um, even if she's to abandon us and do everything that we, we said not to that love, the love's not going anywhere. And so she always has the opportunity to, to turn that love into something beautiful. Nice, 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 nice. Well, I appreciate you coming through. I know you're a busy man and, uh, yeah. But I knew this was going to be a really good uh, interview. So I, I appreciate you coming on and being honest and open. Um, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let everybody know where they can uh, check you out at uh, Spotify and Apple. Yeah. And yeah, you can find uh, it's run all the streaming services, just Jack Droppers and the best intentions. Um, you can find me on social media at Jack Droppers. Um, 
uh, YouTube, same stuff. So we're we're on all of all of the things. <laughs> right, right. Nice, yeah. nice. One more, Jack yeah. Droppers. Yep. Did that did does that got anything to do with Three's company or is that? No, because almost that, that is that is my legal totally, name. Oh, okay, got you. Um, okay. So, I was thinking like Jack Tripper. I wonder, did he take from no, okay? Nice, nice. That is nice, that is nice. my legal given name. And I think okay. people think it's a stage name a lot because it's yeah. it's two it's two verbs. Right, right. Um, but yep, uh, that's I've been called that my whole life. So oh, okay, got you, got you. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh I'll hit you up and let you know when this is uh on the internet. And uh right. you, you take care, man. Have a blessed day, and uh we'll talk. Yeah, you soon. too. All okay, right, bro. sounds good. Peace. Yep. Peace.